Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Over the last few weeks as a church family, we've been looking at God's goodness together. What do we know about God? God is good. All the time, God is good. If you've not been joining us um, before, then this has been a refrain that we will keep coming back to, um, and we have kept coming back to throughout the last few weeks. And uh, today we're going to continue our series looking at God's goodness as we look at um, Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 7 together um, and starting at verse 7. So if you've got your Bibles and you'd like to turn and join me as we read it together, then we would, I'd love to invite you to do so. Um, but uh, that's Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse 7 and going all the way down to verse 12, um, entitled, Ask, Seek, and Knock. So let's listen to God's word together. Ask, and it will be given to you, Jesus tells us. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law of the prophets. We're going to spend a few moments considering this passage together. And as ever, if you'd like to look at the sermon notes or engage with the sermon notes for this passage, they're available in the resources section of the church hub. Just go to abbeyroadbaptist.org slash hub, click on resources, and you'll find the sermon notes there. But before we go any further, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are good that you long to reveal your goodness to us. And so this morning, as we come to consider your word, Lord, we pray that once again you would open our eyes, would you open our minds and our hearts, that we might be able to see and encounter more of who you are and the goodness that you, love, that you reveal in each of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've entitled this morning's message, um, Are You Asking For It? Are You Asking For It? Um, I don't know what you're asking for at the moment, um, but, and I don't know whether, how good you would consider yourself at asking. Um, I know that I am terrible at asking for things. I hate asking for things. I love it when people give me things. Uh, love it. Um, love to receive hate asking for things. Maybe I'm just a bit too British, and uh, I find that when I do find myself in a situation where I have to ask myself, I just get really uncomfortable and try to avoid the conversation as much as possible. 
When I was training to be a minister, I had to raise some funds to be able to pay for my uh, theological training. And uh, I had, as a part of that process, had to ask people for their support. I knew there were people who wanted to support me and would have been happy to support me. Um, it wasn't that I didn't want their support, I didn't appreciate their support, but I just didn't want to ask them. I found it a really uncomfortable conversation to have. The problem was that if I didn't ask, then how would they know that I needed the support that I needed? On the other hand, our boys are um, brilliant at asking for things um, and asking for it. Um, it's not uncommon for them to be asked to ask the same question time and time and time again, even after we've just given them an answer two minutes earlier in the hope that if they ask the question again, then they might get a different answer. Whether it's asking if they can watch one of their favorite TV shows or it's getting a treat from the shop, they have no problem in shamelessly asking the same question time and time again. They are so good at asking that Rachel and I usually get fed up with them and promise them a time out if they don't stop asking for what they're asking for uh, because of their annoying persistence. Today, we have heard how Jesus teaches us that if we want to encounter the goodness of God, then we need to be much more like Toby and Reuben in how we ask for things than like me. Uh, we can be, we can not be too persistent in bringing our requests to God. God wants us to be unashamed in asking him for things instead of feeling embarrassed and shameful for bringing our requests to him. But I suspect that many of us are probably more like me than like Toby and Reuben in how we ask things of God. We live in a culture today where we're not used to asking for things and receiving handouts. If someone gives us something, either we want to know what we've done to deserve it or what we owe the person in order to be able to um, pay back our debts and to respond in return. We want to be independent and self-sufficient. We want to forge our own way. We want to um, go and do things off our own back. But Jesus wants to show us that if we are to experience the full goodness of God, then we cannot do so by being independent. God is good, and all the time, God is good. We can all encounter God's goodness. The question is, are you asking for it? If you want to experience the goodness of God, the first thing you need to do is to ask. This passage starts with a whole range of action. It could be in the latest James Bond movie. Uh, the passage starts with calling us to ask, and then it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Whether by asking, seeking, or knocking, Jesus invites us to get active to encounter his goodness. If we just sit at home on our sofas, 
If we just sit back and comfortably where we are accept the status quo, then we will not experience the full goodness of God. To encounter God's goodness, we need to pursue it. And a pursuit involves three things. Firstly, a pursuit requires us to have a vision. If we are to pursue something, then it means that we have a desire for more. It means that there's a, we've got a glimpse of what could be, but has not yet been fully revealed. Over the last few weeks as a church together, we have been deliberately focusing on the goodness of God's character. Do we see the goodness of his character? Do we have a vision to see the goodness of God revealed in our lives and in our church and in our community and throughout the world? Are our hearts filled with joy and excitement at the potential of God's goodness being revealed amongst us? If we want to pursue the goodness of God, we need a vision of the goodness of God that we want to pursue. And I assure you that as you see the goodness of God, you will want to run into it. A pursuit also involves action. Once we've got a vision of what we want, of what we want to see and where we're wanting to, in what we're wanting to experience, we then need to take the initiative. God is good and all the time he is good. But God will not force his goodness onto us. His goodness is available to us all. But to receive it, we need to ask. We need to seek. We need to knock at the door. We need to put in the effort. We need to choose to embrace the goodness of God and to actively seek it out. Having put in the effort, a pursuit also requires commitment. Pursuing God's goodness doesn't mean that you ask once, put in a little bit of effort, and then nothing happens, so you give it all up thinking it was all a hoax and you might have not bothered in the first place. Instead, a pursuit requires us to be committed to the cause of seeing the goodness of God in our lives, not giving up on what we are running after. A committed pursuit means that if we ask once, we will keep on asking. Not only will we ask, but we will then seek and we will knock, playing our part in searching for that which we are asking for until it is revealed to us or until God reveals something better uh, that he had in store that we couldn't yet see. We need to ask to encounter the goodness of God. But what can we ask for? Too often we can think that it can be selfish and too self-centered of us to ask for God for things for ourselves. How can I pray that I might find a car parking spot when there are issues like Afghanistan and Yemen going on in our world and the things we've just spent time praying for and the climate crisis. How can I possibly pay for a car parking spot in, in, in the shadow of such worthy and significant causes? 
It's a perfectly reasonable comment in many ways. And it's good for us to have a perspective outside of ourselves, to invest, to care about the world that God has created, to care about other people as much as ourselves. But Jesus teaches us that it's also okay to pray for ourselves because we too are a worthy cause to to bring before him. In the previous chapter, just before uh, we uh, read this morning, uh, Jesus has been teaching his disciples how to pray the prayer that we just prayed together, the Lord's Prayer. In that prayer, Jesus teaches us to have a, a big vision, to pray that God's kingdom would come, that heaven would be established here on earth as it is in heaven. But he also encourages us to pray, give us our daily bread to forgive us our sins, to lead us not into temptation. Jesus wants us to pray for personal things, for practical things, as well as these big, worthy causes. All we need to do is ask. But are we asking for it? Can I encourage us all, as a church family together, to be persistent and unashamed askers for the goodness of God. May we be committed to prayer. May we catch a vision of God's goodness in our hearts and pursue it with all we have. Because God is good. All the time, God is good. Come on, you can join me on that one. God is good. All the time, God is good. And his goodness can be experienced by each and every one of us today, if only we were to ask for it. Not only does Jesus encourage us to ask, but he also assures us that we will receive the goodness of God as we ask. Jesus assures us that we will be satisfied when we come to him and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Not one of these things is left unsatisfied as they are brought before God. God is good, and he loves to give. Therefore, we can expect to receive as we bring our requests to God. But does that mean that God always gives us what we ask for? Does that mean that no matter what we ask for, God will give us everything that we want when we want it? Well, you won't be surprised to hear that the answer is no. Or it's certainly not been in my experience. A couple of weeks ago, as I was starting to put my mind to this message this morning, um, I was out for a walk, and as I walked down our street, um, this isn't the sort of street that I think I usually see on our street, but there was a lovely orange and black McLaren sports car parked on the side of our road. And as I walked past, I went, draw, draw, dropping down my, uh, down my chin as I walked past, thinking, that's a very nice car. And knowing that God loves to give good things to those who love him, and knowing that if you ask, he will receive, you will receive, I thought, I know what I'm preaching on. Uh, so I'm going to put it into practice, and I'm going to pray that God would rec- that give me an orange and black McLaren sports car too one day. 
Now, unless a car has miraculously appeared on my driveway this morning that's a McLaren sports car, I can um, report that that prayer is yet to be fulfilled. Um, and I am still waiting for that prayer to be, uh, to, to be answered or to be fulfilled. So if, we, all we, so if all we need to do is ask, why are our prayers not always answered? Or more accurately, why are our prayers not always answered and fulfilled as we want them to be? This is an age-old question, and one where sometimes we just have to put our trust in God, to trust in his goodness and pray for more of his kingdom to be revealed on earth. But this passage does also give us some tips as to why our prayers might not be answered and how we can experience God's goodness even in the midst of unanswered prayer. Having encouraged us to ask and receive, Jesus goes on to remind us again of the character of God. Ultimately, God is good. As parents give good things to their children, so will God give good things to us. I'm a parent. And just because our boys ask for something does not necessarily mean to say that I will give it to them. As their parent, I know that just because they ask, it's not necessarily for their best. And so I withhold some of the things that they ask for. Jesus says, if your child asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? And of course, the answer is no. But it also works the other way around. If your child asks for the snake, you might say, no, I'm not going to give you a snake, but here you go, have a fish instead. It will be much better for you. God is good. And he gives what to us what is good. As Jesus tells us, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I suspect that God heard my prayer for a McLaren sports car and decided it wasn't in my best interest to have a McLaren sports car, as much as it pains me to admit it. He probably realized that I would probably get into a crippling debt trying to run and maintain and insure such a car. Maybe he thought that I had better things that I could better spend my money on in the future than a McLaren sports car here and now. Maybe he just wanted me to be grateful and appreciate the goodness of the car that we already have that is far more practical because you can actually fit a family in that car rather than in a two-seater McLaren sports car. Um, it was, uh, maybe God just wanted to teach me a lesson in gratitude. My ask has been heard by God, but it's not been fulfilled. And I'm continuing to trust in the goodness of God regardless. And in many ways, this is a mark of a mature, wise follower of Jesus. I'm not, I, I am continuing to trust in God's goodness to me, even when it might be different to what I want it to be. The mask of a mature follower of Jesus means that we can follow Jesus and bring our requests to him and continue to trust and grow in our faith even when the answers we receive from God are different from those that we want them to be. Why? Because God is good. 
all the time. God is good. It's also important that we recognize in, that this passage is not all about asking. Not only can we ask, but when we ask and we don't receive, then comes the time for seeking. We can seek out the goodness of God, that God has in store for us in the future. We can be confident that as we seek the goodness of God, then we will find the goodness of God. We can keep on asking, but if we don't receive what we are asking for, that is the time to keep on seeking. Keep on seeking the goodness of God. Jesus encourages us to ask for it, but he also encourages us to receive. I wonder this morning, what have you received from God? Where have you received the goodness of God? The Bible tells us that God is good. He's extravagant and plentiful in all that he gives. Yet often I feel that we get the impression that God can sometimes be a bit stingy. This means that when we ask, we maybe don't necessarily expect to get what we're asking for. Or maybe God will just give us enough to get by or just a little bit on the way to give us a bit of hope, but not to give us an abundance of his blessing. God is good, and he loves to give, if only we would ask. May we step into the goodness of God, and be expectant that we might experience the extravagance and the wonder and the excess of God's goodness in our lives. May we ask him and expectantly put our trust in him that as we ask, he will reveal his goodness to us. We can ask, we can receive, we can seek, and Jesus encourages us to give to others. The context of this passage is that Jesus has been teaching people about good relationships. And he picks up this theme again in the final verse that we read together this morning. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. This principle is widely recognized and accepted as a good principle to live by. I've heard people both in churches and out churches, outside of churches saying that this is what I strive to do as I live my life. I want to do to others as I would have them do to me. If only we could see this happen more in our world. If only more people did to others what they would have them do to us, then surely our world would be a better place. And in many ways it would. Doing to others what you would have them do to you is good, but it's also really hard. It's, and it is so hard because it is sacrificial. Doing to others as you would have them do to you means that it is up to you to set the standards. Doing to others as you would have them do to you means that you don't wait for others to do good to you first before you are do good to them. 
but you are always good to others, no matter the cost, because you're setting the example of what you want people to do to you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is not just a nice principle to live by. It's not just a nice philosophical statement, but it is a deeply challenging statement. I know that for myself, I can put myself ahead of other people. I'm happy for me to walk past the McLaren on the side of the road and want one for myself. And yet I know I can very quickly question how someone else can have enough money to be able to afford a McLaren sports car for themselves. I'm happy for someone to give me a McLaren sports car, but am I keen to give a McLaren sports car to someone else? The secret is that doing to others as you would have them do to you is only possible when our hearts are full of the goodness of God and his kingdom has been established in our lives. God loves to give. He sacrificially gives. He sets the standard for he has revealed his goodness to each and every one of us through Jesus. Through Jesus, who sacrificially gave us the greatest gift that anyone could ever give to us. The gift of hope, of life, of forgiveness for the wrong things that we have done. He set the way. He did to us what he expected of us. God wants us to be his followers. But not only to experience his goodness and to experience who he is for ourselves, but also to grow into his character as his followers today that we might be formed in his likeness and reveal his goodness to the world around us. God is good all the time. God is good. Let's do it once more. God is good all the time. God is good. He has been and he still is good to us today. He invites us experience his goodness. The question is, will we ask for it? Will we receive what he has for us? But not only will we ask, not only will we receive, but will we also imitate his goodness? Will we give to others and pass on his goodness as we do, uh, as we do for others? what we would have them do for us. Are you asking for it? Ask and it will be given to you, Jesus tells us. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are good. We thank you for the way in which you have set the standard in your goodness, in that you have revealed or brought Jesus into this world to lavish and reveal your goodness and your grace upon our lives. And so, Lord, this morning we receive again the goodness of who you are, the goodness of all that you have done for us, 
and we continue to put our trust in you. Lord, I'm conscious that there are those this morning who will have specific desires and burdens on their hearts. Lord, thank you that we can ask, that we can seek, that we can find and know that you will continue to lead us into your goodness. For each individual, listen to this message, whether here in person or online, may they know your goodness revealed as they seek after you this morning. Lord, we thank you for that you promise to receive, that you, come in, that you promise to bless us and reveal your goodness in our lives. Lord, may we continue to know your goodness. May we embrace the extravagance of who you are. May we expect to receive your goodness in our lives. And may we, as your people, do unto others as you would have us do to the, as you, we would have them do to us, that we might demonstrate and reveal your goodness to those around us this week, we pray. Amen.